Oh, hi, everybody. My name is Matt Stores, and welcome to Matt's Planning. On today's episode, I have an expert who I'm very excited to talk to. Expert, please introduce yourself and tell us what you're an expert on. Hi, I'm David Piccolomini, and I'm an expert on the Dan Harmon Extended Universe. Interesting. So my understanding of the Dan Harmon Extended Universe is that it has its basis in Channel 101 out in LA where people would come and they would create videos and try and do their comedy skits. And they had Computer Man with Jack Black was one of the first things that got on the internet, got a lot of attention. But ultimately, the Dan Harmon Extended Universe was created and directed to help facilitate people's understanding that Chevy Chase is a bad person. (laughs) And that's how, like, stuff has happened since then with more success and everything like that. But that was ultimately the primary goal of, like, I'm going to get into creativity. I'm going to realize that I have all of these fun podcasts and these fun creative endeavors to reveal how bad of a person Chevy Chase is where I'm going to get a whole group of people to chant about how much they hate Chevy Chase. (laughs) I'm going to get fired from a show and then leave Chevy Chase around all of these people to just continue to be worse. And then create a kind of creative community that has a connection of like, okay, these people learned how to write from the show. Also dynamics of teaching people in the creative community around there how to actually apologize when you do something wrong which i think is really wonderful and fantastic people you know are very much into the rick and morty like oh you don't understand this it's like i don't think you understand it either (laughs) like only so many people are like a rocket scientist and like understand the concepts of what's happening on this show and i and they consult with actual scientists the writers do and everything like that and they try to make everything connect but ultimately Everybody can understand the emotional resonance of having an abusive father figure, grandfather, what have you, and being in a codependent relationship, having to deal with things. You don't need to understand rocket science for that. Like, (laughs) maybe go to therapy and understand how that has affected you. But... A lot of those people that are really, really gung-ho on that show, they don't recognize how active Dan Harmon has been at addressing some of his mistakes in the past, how he's treated women in the workplace, how he's treated other people in the workplace, how he's like dealt with like his procrastination and like learned how to communicate and apologize and apologize effectively and bring it into that space. And it's like, oh, a lot of these people should like go back and watch that because that would be really, really helpful. But ultimately, I think that a subset of Dan Harmon's success and the extended universe as a whole is that like, okay, if somebody likes community, oh, great. When did you like community? Did you watch it when it was originally on? Oh, you like Rick and Morty? Okay. Why do you like Rick and Morty? (laughs) Have you processed your trauma? Do you like the stuff from Channel 101? Okay, fantastic. Okay, that's... And, you know, do you like the podcast? Okay, fantastic. That's very... Yeah. I I love using him as a litmus test. Like, using the work as a litmus test of like, wait, why do you like it? And that's really way more important than... 
Exactly. Because like you can like everything in his catalog, you know, everything has redeeming quality is very good. But what you choose and what you latch on to tells a lot about what your personality is and the reasons why you like it. Like, for instance, if somebody was to say to me, oh, I really like community, but it really fell off when Chevy Chase left. I would be like, okay, so there's some concerns that I have with (laughs) your decision making. Because like, objectively, there were aspects of the show that did kind of like change and adapt once Chevy Chase left. But it wasn't because Chevy Chase's character left. It's because there were changes to the structure and the funding and everything like that, as opposed to Chevy Chase leaving. Ultimately, I think that it's a very amazing creative dynamic that he has created, a catalog that he has created. And I think that people should, I, I think that it gets a bad rap in some places, but ultimately I think that it is a wonderful litmus test to, like if you meet somebody at a party and these are the things that they bring up, really being like, okay, why do you like that? And I think that that can help you save some time as to whether or not you should spend more time with people if they like things for the wrong reasons. So how much of that do you feel was accurate? Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't know if there was more to no, that. There no, was no, there, no, there that. was, okay. yeah, there was nothing. Uh, so what I'll say is, I would say a lot of, a lot of that is accurate. A, a lot of that was opinion. You know, uh, that... Like, uh, hypothesizing. <laughs> so, like, accuracy be damned on whether or not Listen, that's... opinion and accuracy, who's who's to say? That's literally what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was agreeing with you. Okay. Oh, I see, I see, yes. <laughs> I was like, opinion and accuracy, who's to say? And you are like... Good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wanted to talk about the fact that it's ultimately, it's like Shakespearean in so many ways, but I don't want to bog it down of like, oh, you know, oh, what Shakespearean play do you like? I like the one where they eat people. That's uh, a good one. It's <laughs> a pretty good one. Yeah. That was the one where Shakespeare was like, oh, you want it to be crazy. Yeah, we can I'll make we, it crazy. We can, we can make this fun. Yeah, Titus Andronicus. Okay, mm-hmm. I can remember names. I just have to think about them later. For, there you go. <laughs> think about you them for it. a minute while I try and come up with a name. Cool, good. I'm really good at this. Anyway, I'm an expert on this stuff. I've been a huge <laughs> fan of Community. Community was like, I watched it. It came out on my birthday. Oh, congrats. Godzilla came out on my birthday. Well, not the first one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that would be way weirder uh, yeah. if I was born in 2009. Right, right. Uh, but Dan, actually, it started before Channel 101. It started with Scud, the Disposable Assassin, okay. which was a graphic novel that he wrote with Rob Traub, who was another person who was out in the general L.A. universe. Okay. It got them to L.A. where they were started doing Channel 101 stuff, where then they met Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they got He Vision and Jack made, which was a pilot with Jack Black and Owen Wilson. Ben Stiller was either in it or produced it or something. Mm-hmm. So it was like this thing that, and it just never got made. It's one of those pilots that people are like, this should have been a show and then never got made into one. Then they leaned hard into Channel 101, which then became acceptable TV on MTV for a little bit. Mm-hmm. During also this time, they pitched, they made the movie Monster House. Okay. Uh, which was literally, they were like, I don't know, it's a house that eats people. And they were like, we will take a movie of it. And then they had to make that movie, which is a random movie I remember seeing as a like a teenager. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard of that before. It's an animated movie where it's it's pretty good. It's a solid okay. animated children's movie that probably had a lot of network notes attached to it. Before sure, could avoid that. I'm sure they got and plenty then, of notes. Yeah, and that's when then you get into community, which then builds up. And Dan Harmon is one of the people that first kind of rose up in the cult of the showrunner. 
Right. That uh, makes sense. In a way that we have like Vince Gilligan now and other people. Like Dan Harmon was very outspoken. What's it? Aaron Sorkin is mm-hmm. a very good example. But he mostly made it like a lot of his name was in movie, I think. Right. Like Aaron Sorkin well, was more. I mean, he's been doing movie and TV pretty much the whole time. Right, but there is a dynamic of Aaron Sorkin where it is like... He became prominent in movies right. and then moved to TV. Correct? I, I, or... I wouldn't know, but I think that a lot of it is like very serious. Like we're having, you know, West Wing and that well, sort of yeah. thing. Well, yeah, and there is that drama of like, I have good opinions, so you should listen to me when I write television shows. Exactly. Which is something Dan Harmon's never tried to do, which is mm. what makes the show like... Because Community. Community starts off as a regular sitcom and then slowly just gets weirder and weirder and weirder as he right. starts learning where he can kind of break off and have fun with the format. Exactly. And so what's really interesting then when you follow that up is... Community's not popular. It's constantly fighting, and it's literally just the creative power of it that keeps it going. People like it, and it has a small but really devoted fan base. Absolutely. What's really interesting about it, though, and this is more of what I wanted to talk about, and I don't know how much time I have left. You have plenty uh, of time. Is that the expansion from that, like if you look at all the stuff, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe does not exist without a lot of Dan Harmon influence. Interesting. The Russo brothers, which are the people responsible for, you know, taking it to the next level, mm-hmm. got a lot of, got all of their basis in Arrested Development mm-hmm. and Community producing those shows. They were heavily involved in the first two seasons, three seasons. And you can see it in the way that Captain America 2, considered one of the best films of the whole, you know, thing, is funnier. It's way more, it's punchier than the right. other ones. And you can see a lot of that sitcom training. Spider-Man is done by Chris McKenna, who was considered like the right-hand man of Dan Harmon throughout mm-hmm. all the community. And you can see that influence go in there too. Like there's a lot of places, Megan Gans, who was influenced a lot, who he did the apology thing, which is funny because obviously that's something that you would have at, right. at the ready as something. You'd be like, oh, there's a person who did forgiveness correctly, which is a good thing to know. <laughs> it, yeah, he. I mean, he, did handle that apology. Look, I, it's it's really one of those things when people talk about the Louis C.K. apology, like he apologizes, like read Dan Harmon's apology and read Louis C.K.'s apology. It's completely. And you see the difference in someone who feels remorse for their actions and someone who's constantly repeated them still to this day. Right. Anyway, that's the problem. Anyway, well, you know, yeah, A Few Good Men was way earlier. So A Few Good Men and then and, and The American President, and then it's Sports Night and West Wing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Dan, yeah, so it's that's really, for Aaron Sorkin, that's not Louis C.K. Okay, yeah, Louis C.K. actually made a few good men. You know, a lot of people think it's just Pootie Tang, but it is a few good men. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't, my brain can't put together the combination of Pootie Tang and a few good men. Yeah, they're basically the uh, same level, as I understand. I right? mean, you want the Watata, you can't handle the Watata. That's about what I got to. <laughs> yep, that. It works for me. And so then you get into Rick and Morty, which is that thing where people, yeah, Rick and Morty is a, a great example of, there. it's like Dave Matthews Band. Like overall, you're like, it's harmless, but a, the people it, really into it, a lot of them, you're like, oh, that's a lot. You can't be like this around right. in public. Right. Yeah. You were very obsessed. You were taking the wrong message from the show. Yes. Oh, you don't see Rick as a bad person. I think his story circle and stuff is something that a lot of people will use to create arcs around television shows for a long time. Absolutely. And I mean, it does seem like he has a mentality and an understanding of narrative structure that is fascinating just like absolutely like it's just like ingrained second nature like this is how these should work and this is how this can connect to this thing later on basically being 
that script supervisor that has control, if that makes sense, where it's like, oh, I'm completely immersed in this creative endeavor and I know how it should continue to go along. Yeah, it's really, it's a it's a very interesting thing that I do relate to to a certain degree of it's like, oh, if I'm in control of this, it has to go this way because it has to be right in a certain way. Absolutely. And I guess part of that is learning how to let go of that control to right. a certain point or else it will drive you insane. Absolutely. And like, yeah, as much as this has been like a jerk off piece, like he's had a million creative troubles and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, and incredibly difficult to work with. And yeah, Chevy, the only reason I would say he is, it wasn't his mission to bring to light that Chevy Chase is an asshole. It's because Chevy Chase has been an asshole the entire time, pretty publicly. Well, and that's the thing. But making it more publicly known that Chevy Chase is a bad person, like Chevy Chase ultimately is like a Hulk Hogan. The more you know about Chevy Chase, the worse of a person you realize that he is. Just like Hulk Hogan, the more you know about Hulk Hogan, the worse you realize that he is. Yeah, because at first you're like, oh, he's just like a, a guy trying his best. Like, yeah, he's, he's a like, charismatic he's out guy. Of touch. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. But but who? But then all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, oh. No, 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 no. this is so much worse. This yeah. is a lot worse than I thought it was. Because he got fired for dragging. Chevy Chase, among other things, and being uh, difficult. No, that was just the easiest way to add it. Oh, I see. It, it was. It was really that he had terrible production habits and oh, okay. would, like take things to the last possible second. Oh, I see. Getting I them done. It was a horrific production schedule. You'd work twelve to eighteen hours. Oh, that's that. not good. No, it was insane. Like as much as I'm saying this, and what I really do like about Dan, though, it's like is something that I've taken away from it is a commitment to growth. And I mean, maybe mm. I'm wrong. Maybe like. You know, that's just something he puts out publicly. But it mm. seems like watching him as a person is like he's determined to become a better person. Right. Still probably an asshole. Still probably not a great person in a lot of ways or whatever. But like a commitment to growth and a commitment to being a better person is something mm -hmm. that I think is really admirable. And the only place you can really, I think, we as a society should go because otherwise you just expect people to be perfect and they will always disappoint you. Right. And I think that that's a beautiful beautiful thing of recognizing, hey, I have flaws. I have areas that I can improve upon and recognizing and admitting to those failures, recognizing and admitting to those areas for growth and then truly working on those things and trying to be a better person. You just don't see that as often as you would like. No, I mean, it's honestly, it's kind of funny as someone who like part of my like family crest would be, we'd rather be right than likable. Mm -hmm. I found that if you're wrong on something, the quickest way to be right on it is to learn that you're wrong, admit that you're wrong, and like move on to a correct opinion. Absolutely. And it's really funny. It's like, and it's and not to say that you're always going to be wrong in like healthy debate and everything, but mm -hmm. it's like the less you fear about being wrong, the happier you'll be. Absolutely. Absolutely. If people wanted to learn more about Dan Harmon's extended universe or more about you, where would you recommend they look? So the Harmontown podcast is a thing that exists mm -hmm. that was, oh, that was also a huge thing of him becoming a, like a prominent showrunner mm -hmm. thing was like he started this podcast that while he was running the show and then he got fired from the show and then he went on tour with that. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so there's also a movie about that, which is a good, you know, fairly balanced portrayal mm -hmm. uh, of a thing that's about someone. And then also uh, my podcast, You Should Watch This. Oh, fantastic. I, I've heard very good things about that. Yeah, you've been a guest on it. And not Matt's episode particularly that talks about Dan Harden, but it's a whole podcast about television. So mm. I've definitely brought him up a million times, I'm sure. I, that's absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been wonderful. My name is Matt Stores, and this has been Matt Splaining.